This special coverage of the COVID-19 slash coronavirus crisis episode of the Blue Hawaii podcast is brought to you by Royal Thai Garden of a Beach, the freshest, the dopest, the tastiest Thai food takeout that you're going to find on this whole dadgum island. You'd have to go to another island to find something better, probably the island of Thailand, which I know is not an island. Um, and if you wanted to, you couldn't. Well, if you if you did go, if you did go to that island, you'd have to come back and you'd be under mandatory 14-day quarantine. Nobody wants that. So instead, go to Royal Thai Garden, Eva Beach, mention Blue White Podcast, get a discount, hopefully, try. If they don't, don't be an asshole because times are tough and, you know, discounts don't grow on trees. Uh, go there. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Uh, I told you we were going to speak with community leaders, people uh, leading from the front lines, uh, Hawaii's response to the COVID-19 crisis. And today uh, we are going to be speaking with two community leaders from the Kanaka Maoli, that is the Native Hawaiian community. Uh, We have two people from the nation of Hawaii. Uh, I will let them explain a little bit more about what that is in a moment. Uh, But first and foremost, let me introduce them. Uh, First is a classmate of mine. She's a public interest lawyer. Her name is Lindsay Kukona Pakele and her partner, Brendan Maka'ava'ava. Folks, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ryan. You're welcome. No, guys, it is. Stop pronouncing our Hawaiian last names. I try so hard. I try so hard. It's like the least I can do being like the colonizer on this great land is pronounced people's goddamn names right um folks so right now we are hawaii is dealing with um just to put it very bluntly we're dealing with a, a massive crisis a massive public health crisis and uh like all things uh policy related it's likely to hit poor and indigenous communities the hardest um the two of you are representatives uh, of the nation of Hawaii, um, but you're also community leaders. Um, I wanted to see first if you guys would be able to uh, explain for everybody just for context what nation of Hawaii is, and then also maybe talk a little bit about what you've seen in your communities um, in terms of COVID-19's impact so far. Okay, thank you. Uh, thanks for having us, Ryan. Um, the Nation of Hawaii is a sovereignty organization. It's uh, the oldest independent sovereignty group in Hawaii. And so um, in uh, 1893, our nation, our kingdom was overthrown. And so in 1993, America apologized for that overthrow. And at that time, my uncle, who is the leader of the, the Nation of Hawaii, um, organized Hawaiians to occupy uh, a beach uh, down at Makapu. And, um, you know, I'm skipping a lot of things, but we sure. formed the nation of Hawaii. And uh, we have our own land base in the back roads of Waimanawa. And um, basically, we've been living in the back there for over 25 years, kind of like doing this social distancing thing before it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> so this... this um, this impact that is having in our community itself, um, we feel it more so, me and Lindsay, because we don't actually live in that land base. Mm. Our land base is protected because it's it's kind of separate from the United States. It's separate from a lot of things. So as far as like locking down, we kind of were able to do stuff like that. But me and Lindsay have to come back and forth into the homesteads and into our community and um we can see the effects. Uh, people aren't, you know, 
people are very, at least in Wamanala, we're taking it very seriously. I, I can't say for a lot of places, like when we go to Kailua, just like this past Sunday, they still have the farmer's market open. Do they really? And, um, yeah. Oh my and gosh. people are walking around without face masks. When I go shopping, we, we both have face masks. We, we're, we're trying, you know, we're trying so hard not to catch this thing because our our history of dealing with pandemics before has not been a good history. I mean, um, when the when the white folks came, they wiped out 90% of the indigenous population with, with uh, diseases that we brought, basically, right? Right. And, and so, you know, for us today, it's all about survival and, and it's all about trying to get through this. And, and at the same time, you know, we got to kind of like, look towards the future that, you know, where we will get through this and then what's going to happen to Hawaii. And, and, you know, we kind of planning for that, but at the same time, yeah, we're worried, you know, for our community and stuff. We're bordered by Kailua and, and uh, we just seen the, um, the COVID-19 hotspot map come out yesterday yeah. and it's in the red, you know, whereas you show Waimanalo and there it's, it's in the clear so far, no cases came out of Waimanalo. Mm. Now, there, there, there's two explanations for that, I think. Um, you know, one of them is, like, we don't have too much social areas for us to gather in, which is sure. kind of a sad thing because we, we don't have, like, a Hawaiian gathering place in Waimanalo, even though we're a predominantly Hawaiian community. Mm. Kailua, they have a lot of places to gather and a lot of entertainment areas and all that, and they have a lot of tourists passing through there. A lot of, people, so a lot of places uh, for white folks to drink wine, right? Right, exactly, and socialize and, and think the world is, is peaches and cream. Yeah. Uh, the, other, the other thing that that, that map kind of shows is that maybe in affluent areas where the income is a little bit higher, where they, they can afford to get better health care, they're taking, they're taking tests, whereas our community, we're not, because we don't have, you know, uh, uh, the best health care, we, and we're, we don't have the best situation and then you know people aren't used to going to the doctor so poor yeah. people can't afford to take time off to go to the doctor right i mean exactly. if you have health insurance it's like maybe it won't cover it so you don't go because you're worried about getting hit with the debt yeah i'm sorry Lindsay. i didn't mean to interrupt you no 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 worries and i also think there's this concept of kuleana right what is your responsibility as an individual in a pandemic impacting a group right so for me, when I think about, it's not about what I want to do in terms of going to the store or going to socialize. It's about thinking of my grandma, right? Eight years old and part of those immune system compromised people. I think of, of my dad who has ALS on the big island. I was supposed to go visit him, but I didn't go because I didn't want to bring anything from Oahu to the big island, right? with this understanding that we as individuals have to take responsibility to take care of the community, which you can say that's a Hawaiian value, a Hawaii value, but it's more like a, a shifting of social responsibility to do things for the greater good. And if there's a little bit of restraint on your individual freedom, so be it, right? Because that's the whole thing about resolving a pandemic means that individuals as a collective have to make changes, right? Some could say sacrifices, but it really is how do we move forward and how do we take care of the most vulnerable members of our community? And I, and I think in terms of sort of just when you look at that map that was put out, right? The biggest areas are Kaneohe, right? Probably because of the military base um, and Kailua. What does that mean? Well, tourist areas, wealthy areas, but 
given sort of the lack of people with masks on in Kailua going around their business and Brandon and I, um, Ari South put out some of the first class masks. So I got on it and they're beautiful and, and we love them. But I also thought like, what are the rest of you doing not only to protect yourselves, but to protect other community members and your family members, right? Where is that thinking? It doesn't take much to even make a mask or take small attempts to take care. And I think that concept of Kuleana should run without, but also historically, right? Hawaiians haven't done well with plagues, right? Brought by foreigners yeah. right? who don't think of us and don't think of our fragile ecosystem, but as a separate matter when all of this hopefully gets better. And I have to say, I want to take a moment to acknowledge all of the folks suffering out there whether it be because they lost someone, they're sick, or they're scared. So I, I see you and I hear you, and I'm so sorry. But I also think that I hope we're all thinking of each other too. Um, and then separately, this idea of tourism, right? Tourism is one of those bad isms, just like racism, militarism. But even despite the moratorium on travel, I don't want you to come to Hawaii unless you're going to be responsible about it, right? I want you to educate yourself. I want you to come to this sacred place for Hawaiians and for our allies, that will always be sacred, right? That always should be approached with thought and care. Um, do your research. And I think in terms of the nation of Hawaii's platform, they've always said to be the best Hawaiian national or the best Hawaiian ally, educate yourself, know your rights, but also know what your role and your position in Hawaii is, whether you're Hawaiian, you're Kanaka or not or you're a local, or you're a visitor, like know your role and embrace that, whether, whether it be something that I talked a little bit about you when we were messaging, how the fragility is a thing, sure. right? People are real scared that like the Hawaiians are going to come out and attack them for being Howley. Wait, are they it's not? not? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's about, we're going to check the, you. After the plague. After the plague. You, you run them up doing things that are, just wrong but also not respectful of our land and our people i it's almost like it's almost like hawaii's economy is very it's like a mining economy it's like extraction based and people come here and they extract everything they can and what they do is they you know leave the land sort of leave this place sort of a husk of itself and the people who are here are left to pick up the pieces the ism like you said it's a bad ism and it's 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 literally going to kill people because people from the mainland wouldn't stop coming here they, would, they didn't care about what happened to the people here because they're only here for three days. They're only here for nine days. They're only here for whatever. They got the cheap flight. Who cares? Uh, what, what have you guys seen so far? What, what, what bright spots have you seen um, and how the community, your communities have responded? Hawaiian communities, uh, you know, you mentioned uh, Nation of Hawaii's and Waimanalo, the Waimanalo community. Or, you know, wherever, what other communities you guys, whatever other communities you guys are a part of? I think, um, you know, some of the, some of the things that, that's been really, um, like, encouraging for me to see is that a lot more people are taking living sustainably more serious. Mm. Um, a lot more people are taking, like, gardening more serious. Sure. And, and talking about gardening and talking about, like, exchanging of goods, you know, people. People are doing their own type of, you know, like growing their own stuff in in in, in Hawaiian communities. Of course, Waimanalo is different because we're we're semi country, mm. so there's still areas people have yards 
and and whatnot. So it's different than I would say Hawaiians in town and whatnot. But I think just the idea that people are really starting to think about like we need to grow more food here. Yeah. We need to produce more food. And then also, um, I'm just seeing a lot of um, different programs with restaurants how they're offering like half off deals and they're they're like offering to feed people and and all these things it's so um it's needed yeah. for morale you know and and it just it just makes you feel like you know Hawaii never lost its aloha yet you know as jaded as as we thought it, it turned out to be and and as and all our problems you know put that aside when when you know when the going gets tough the community in general, Hawaii in general, not just Hawaiians, but all of us, we all feel for each other because we're all stuck here on this island together. And nobody's going to come save us fast enough than your neighbor or your community. And so, uh, you know, especially in Hawaiian communities, I've seen communities kind of come more together. Also respecting the social distancing part sure. too, which is which is hard for Hawaiians because we're so used to yeah. hugging each other, embracing each other, kissing and everything. I mean, even you know, just, even like the Hawaiian greeting, like you share a breath, like yeah, that's no, like exactly. the big no no right now. And that was so weird for us to not do that. Yeah, you know, that was so weird. But but we we you know we got it. We understood this is to protect our kupuna. You know, for for us, people our age, you know. We, we'll roll the dice because you know we might survive, but sure. the the our our kupuna are are you know are so susceptible to getting sick, and we we cannot have them. We cannot be losing them now. You know this is this is actually the time we need to actually draw on their knowledge and their history because they grew up in times where they grew more of their food. You know their yard wasn't just grass and palm trees and all that like how everybody's yards is today. People back in the days, especially back during World War II time, people had victory gardens because mm. they had rations. So that kind of knowledge of, of actually like depending on your neighbors to go get your groceries so we don't need to be going to the store a lot, that kind of knowledge is coming back, but that's going to be lost. Because our so respecting each other and all that. I just enjoy how our community is kind of kind of coming together around that those issues. Yeah, and, and I see that too. Um, I, w I used to be a teacher. That was my first profession. But shout out to all these distance learning teachers. Oh, for doing sure. Amazing, right? I, I'm working, right? I work as an attorney, go, go on the calls, write emails, draft stuff. But the idea of engaging children through a screen and then having to meet with them, I think it's incredible. I, I don't really have any teacher friends here, but I have them in Connecticut and New York and... Um, a DC area and they're just doing that. I, I can't even imagine. And they're tired yet. You know, there's this concept of, I believe as a teacher, parents don't really get how hard your job is and how, how amazing what you do with their kid for longer hours than they spend with their kid. Yep. Um, and so it's, it's interesting. And they also have a lot of respect for the, the parents working from home. I have people in my unit and it's just like, they still do amazing legal work and they have two little kids that they're taking care of, you know? And so sure. shout out to, to, to that extra work. And, um, I've seen some of the food programs for youth for Kupuna. We did the CPB Hawaii, the, um, keep Hawaii cooking. That was fun. And we did I that too. Those initiatives like that are so important. And then, um, 
I, from my perspective, like you mentioned, I am a public interest lawyer. I think a lot of the legal service providers are doing amazing work, pumping out information, really taking a lot of, a lot of cases. And um, if I could take a moment, I just wanted to share some of the helpful resources, I think. Absolutely. Some of that um, stress and anxiety um, in terms of economic resources, things we always refer to are um, the CNHA has a Kahiel program. So for Hawaiians, my understanding is they give up to $2,000 when Hawaiians face emergency situations like, you know, evictions, being behind in rent, things of like that. So that's great. Aloha United Way always is doing a variety of supports. Um, 211 is their number. Catholic Charities does a lot of great help, especially for people um, in housing. And then my understanding is the Hawaii Resilience Fund is another resource economically as a lot of Hawaii's populations transitions into being furloughed. And I do know that the DLAR is working really, really hard on those unemployment claims, but that's going to take a while. Right? Yeah. So these community resources are a help. And then with respect to legal resources, right, knowing your rights, knowing what to do if you encounter a legal situation, because then you work, you know, in legal yeah. stuff too. But the courts are sort of not hearing certain like eviction matters until, mm -hmm. you know, May. But that doesn't mean that there aren't things that you could be doing now to help yourself. Um, and so for me, uh, LegalAidHawaii.org is always great. Uh, LawHelp.org slash Hawaii. That's a great online tool where if you have a question, you can click on Q&As and get some help there um, with respect to legal aid. The offices are currently closed. However, the intake lines are open. Um, the number is 536-4302. Um, the hours are Monday through Friday, uh, 9 to 11.30 a.m. and then 1 to 3.30 p.m. Um, so, you know, the agency is still functioning, but just in terms of not trying to spread COVID and protecting employees, a lot of people are remote working, um, but they're still functioning. And then we, Brandon mentioned, we're in the homestead, right? So DHHL actually, um, they've done a six-month deferral on mortgage payments um, with DHHL as a servicer or um, as a direct loan servicer or the um, the loans that are through DHHL. So that's another source of potentially putting off sort of some of these economic strains. Um, and, you know, Google's a powerful thing. If you have an anxiety, you have a question, just Google it. There has to be something out there because there's a lot of great information being shared. Um, and then just in terms of, like, bright spots, I feel like I'm more engaged on social media. I'm more engaged with doing, like, video chats and different mm. forums with friends and family. And um, shout out to my grandparents in Connecticut, my grandma Carolyn and my grandpa Peter. I send them emails, we do calls, but they are currently in a in a complex where they've really isolated themselves. They don't really let people in. And so for them, as older folk, as Kukuna, getting a, an email with pictures or calls are, is so essential. So if you do have vulnerable people in your families or friends, reach out to them because it, it, it makes a difference. And so I want to ask uh, one final question because I don't want to take up too much of you guys' time, but, um, you know, uh, listeners, I... I need to confess something. I'm I'm white and I'm not from Hawaii. And I, everybody, please try to contain your shock. Um, I want to ask. You know, the Hawaiian community is. I I consider myself an ally, but it's not my it's not my community. It's not my you know uh, my hui. 
Um, but I want to ask, like, what story, what, what, what would the average person miss? What am I probably missing that, you know, I, I, I think the point is A, B, and C, but really you're like, oh no, you've missed this entirely. It's actually, you've got this big blind spot. Is there, is there anything that, that you would say that, you know, this, the story beyond the story, do you know, does that make sense? I think, I think for, you know, for me, as far as like, the Hawaiian community, it's, um, we're so intrinsic to nature and we're so intrinsic to, to our aina and our ocean and our sky and everything mm-hmm. that, um, this is really kind of like, you know, whatever God you believe in, whatever kia you know, whoever it is that you believe in, you know, it's, it's a good time for all of us to kind of like just take account of how we live our lives mm-hmm. and um you know some of these unnecessary things that we do in life like a lot of these people are remote working now yeah we could have been doing this years ago yep saving our eye now you know the guys flying in flying out we can we could have been doing these zoom calls all the time mm-hmm. and and now just just like looking outside i mean i just i just look at our mountains i look at our ocean and it's like it's like rejoicing. The, mm-hmm. the nature is like nature is blossoming. It's finally getting a, a you know it's time to rest and reset. And we've never had that for over a hundred years yeah. in Hawaii, and now it's finally happening. And I would say that when we beat this, because we will beat this, and everybody's gonna you know move on from this. And so just to kind of keep up some of these practices, I would think that. And, and honoring and respecting our aina and not taking it for granted and not taking, um, you know, spending, spending this time with our ohana, like how we're going to be doing for the next month or two months or three months and all that. That's time that we'll never get back. So honoring that and coming back to, like, we, we used to be such a tight-knit community because everybody's family was together. We didn't spend four hours in traffic going all the way to town and all that, we, we were a lot more closer. So in this time, we got to kind of, you know, I mean, we wouldn't get at each other's necks. I mean, me and her, we go at it, you know, <laughs> a lot and because we're sharing more of the yeah. space together. Yeah. But that this is where we kind of like, we kind of find each other again. And I think the Ohana becomes more stronger in this time. That's some of the thoughts that I think that, um, you know, maybe it might be overlooked because we're trying to get through a crisis, but it's actually something special that is happening. We have to embrace it like that. And like Lindsay said, you know, our our thoughts and prayers go out to people that have lost and people that we will lose in the future because it, it's it's inevitable. But we have to. We're gonna come out of this moment more stronger as humanity. You know, not just Hawaiians, not just Hawaii the whole world and it's going to be a special time so we have to embrace these times and we just have to keep our own spirits up and we cannot let fear defeat us we gotta we gotta have a law for each other again yeah and i think that's a really good complicated question and i i want to position myself i'm haole too my mother's haole and that's a really important part of my family but i think i'm hyper critical of haole privilege and white privilege because i as a haole who's also kanaka can sometimes speak in spaces where people of color have been either left out of or they're not listened to. So I use that as a platform and I am critical. I check myself too, if things are happening, but I also think that kind of like we were talking about, 
in Hawaii, Hawaiians are not currently viewed as being important enough, right? We're sort of marginalized in our own Absolutely. home. Absolutely. What does that mean? And so this reset in terms of less tourists coming in legally, right, um, is a chance to get back to this concept of ahupua'a, right? When we took care of our aina and we each had roles, we had a thriving society. It was westernization, colonization, whatever other oppression you want to talk about that really shifted that. So this is a moment to get back to aina, get back to ourselves, but also remember that as a self-sustaining society, we all need to think both individually and then communally and then also globally, right? When I think about, I used to take the bus, right? Two hour commute every day, that was not fun. But it was also like, what is the impacts on driving and fuels and and the environment? And and really this concept of, I hope when we move forward, we continue these good practices, right? Supporting local, we got a CSA box, things like that, right? Cooking more, checking in more. I hope those practices continue, but I also hope that we take a good hard look about the problems in our Hawaii society that are beyond COVID, right? There's still so much social disparity and inequity that needs to be addressed, right? This anxiety, this howling anxiety has to do with the illegal overthrow of our country. Hawaii is a nation. We can't get away from that. But the more we sort of try to gloss over and not, not deal with it, that anxiety continues. It actually, to address the howling fragility and anxiety, Give us our country back, right? <laughs> Unlike yeah. the U.S., we yeah. do right by folks, yeah. right? We would. Yeah. Um, because that's the Hawaiian way. If you, you would have a different status, but we do right by you. And so I think Nation of Hawaii, it's a good opportunity if you're interested. Nationofhawaii.org. Um, follow Brandon Makaava'ava on Facebook. Bumpy Kanahele. They, they're such great resources. And the great thing about Nation of Hawaii is that Yes, we are Kanaka focused in terms of the mission and our citizens, but we also have a ton of non-Hawaiian citizens and allies who've done really great things. But the first step to becoming an ally is educating yourself and educating the people around you, right? It's always such a burden when people of color have to teach the white people about their oppression, right? Yeah. No, teach yourself about what what white privilege means. You ask questions, and if you learn something teach it to your family member right so it's so so the burden of teaching and learning and lifting that oppression doesn't belong to the people you're oppressing right yeah um thank you for the for the time and to everyone listening um i i I wish you the best and we're thinking of you well thank you both so much and stay safe out there and uh i just can't wait to talk to y'all again all right aloha All right, folks, so you heard it. Uh, Lindsay Kukona-Pakele and Brandon Maka'ava'ava, two great people, great leaders in the Hawaiian community um, and great leaders in the Hawaiian sovereignty movement, uh, which uh, both Josh and I, although he's not here, I can speak for him and say we encourage you to uh, educate yourself on at the very minimum. Um, Next week, we will be talking with more people. Um, I think we have Lieutenant Governor Josh Green coming on before you know it and look forward to bringing you guys more content. As always, please uh, like our Facebook page, uh, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, um, and please, if you don't mind, uh, give us a review, rate us on iTunes. It really, really helps. Um, we want to keep bringing you guys great, t- great content, um, and 
the the more ratings and reviews you have, the more you know, the higher up you appear in search results, and the more likely people are to find you. So that stuff really helps. Until next time, I speak for Josh when I say. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy.